Welcome to Solid Steps Radio. This is Chad Russell, co-host here with my buddy Kurt Souter of Further Still Ministries. Good morning, Kurt. Morning, Chad. It's good to see you, bro. Yes, today, you know this, but yesterday I turned uh, 43. Yeah, you, you know, man. Well, I feel old. I had to make up an appointment for my chiropractor today, and, and I, I'm like, <laughs> "Dude, you get over forty, and, and yeah, you got to go to the chiropractor." Well, it just goes to show how old I am in contrast to our guest today, which we'll hit on here in a little bit. If you're listening, by the way, thanks for listening. This is Solid Steps Radio. This is a show for men by men, talking about man stuff. And if you want to hear any of our past episodes, you can go to our Facebook page called Solid Steps Radio. You can go to SoundCloud. You can go to iTunes. You can go to FurtherStoneMinistries.org. But our guest today, we'll bring up here in a minute, but I'm, I turned 43 yesterday and a couple weeks ago. You're a mere child. Well, physically, I was feeling oh, fine, right? But I had to paint my, my boy's bedroom, right? I've got five boys, and we're putting four of them in one room as of now. We've officially graduated <laughs> you, to barracks. Do you like them or what? Well, we're going to get them to like one another. So anyway, so my wife went out of town with all, all the kids and says, I need you to paint their bedroom while we're gone. We had to bunk beds and all this stuff, right? So I, I spent the weekend painting their bedroom. And like three days into this, all of a sudden I woke up and my back and my knees and everything on me was hurting. Like I couldn't twist, I couldn't move, my neck, everything in me is hurting, right? Okay, so, but, but back up a little bit. Yeah. You, you took three days to paint one bedroom? Well, I had to break down beds, oh, I had to clean everything out, I had to, come on, man. <laughs> I'm a busy man. I mean, it's not like I got nothing to do, right? But anyway, as I say that, our guest across here, this guy, this is a guy who is, his resume is pretty impressive. He's he's an NFL Pro Bowler. As I mean, not to me, Pro Bowlers, you know, right? Played in the NFL Pro Bowl. Yeah, that's pretty cool. In 95 games in the NFL, he has played. He has started all of those 95 games, and he is going up against some just like raw meat eating mean defensive ends who want to kill the guy who's standing behind him and i'm complaining about painting a bedroom (laughs) so it's just contrast right yeah but but we have a special guest today a louisville kind of adopted louisville son eric wood who plays for the buffalo bills yeah so eric it's great to have you man yeah thanks for having me on i'm excited this is uh yeah this is a show for men (laughs) by men and it's a great you know He's he's more than a man. <laughs> he would make two of us. Yeah, Chad. easy. Yeah, easy. Uh, yeah. Okay, so how t- how tall are you? Six four. You're six four. How much do you weigh? Three oh five. Three hundred and five pounds. Now is that your fighting weight, like three oh five, or is that your off season weight? That's like my all the time is weight. It, you stay yeah, that way. I, I try and stay at that weight all the time. That makes it that makes it easy. Makes my life pretty consistent. But right. but I'm the smallest of our old linemen on the Bills, which is pretty remarkable. I mean, there's guys a little shorter, but. Even those guys outweigh me by probably 20 pounds. Wow. Is that right? You're the smallest guy? Yeah, I, t- I tell all the guys I want my guards like 325 at least because <laughs> I don't want them moving back very far. <laughs> Eric Wood, the runt of the Bills. Yeah, right. no kidding. 305 <laughs> and uh, play center. So, uh, wow, let's uh, let's talk a little football here um, just as we get in, getting in the show here. So, Eric, you started playing football when? When I was like nine years old back in Cincinnati. And uh, you start, and then you, you went through high school. You were telling me before the show that uh, you, you used to play tight end, right? And then they they shifted you to tackle, right? Yeah. So, kind of long story short, I I thought I might be a basketball player, tight end type, and um, 
and I really wasn't getting recruited or anything. And so I decided, or they kind of helped me in my decision to play tackle for my senior year. And I went from 6'4", 200 to 6'4", 250 in one year. And, you know, kind of grew what up. What did you do? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm hyperactive and I'm always doing something. <clears throat> and basically for three months, I just lifted weights and ate and and tried not to run and and lose any of the weight as it was coming on so i get up to about 250 and play my senior year in football and um still don't get any scholarship offers but i'm getting recruited and a lot of guys at my school are getting recruited so there's college coaches around but they're not necessarily offering me a scholarship or anything and then jeff brom from louisville was recruiting me and uh he brought bobby up to a uh, basketball game after my senior year football season and so football season's over with football season's over no No scholarship scholarship. you know i'm i'm talking to some ivy league schools and they're telling my dad you know we can put together a great financial package it'll only be about 32 grand a year my dad's like i don't make 32 (laughs) grand a year how how is that gonna work and uh so so uh, Jeff Brown brings uh, Bobby up to a basketball game, and uh, they end up a- offering me a scholarship after the game, and I'm I'm ready to commit right there without even ever being to the city of Louisville. Um, but I, I came down for a visit and uh, committed a few weeks later, and it was the best decision ever. Wow. What was the connection with Brom, Jeff Brom at U of L. How did you get connected with him? He was recruiting some other guys at my school, um, my junior year, and he had noticed me then. And I started getting some recruiting letters from Louisville. I said, "That's pretty cool." And uh, I didn't really know much about the program at all, but we actually played his younger brother Brian my junior year of high school as well. So when i when he eventually started calling you know i was asking him where brian was going to go and he said well i think we're going to keep him in town here at louisville and all my buddies are like you got to go play with that quarterback he's the best quarterback we've ever seen (laughs) so was that petrino's how many years had petrino been at uofl when you were there i think we were his first full recruiting class i was gonna say he was very young because i came in a year after michael bush and i feel like that might have been his first Mm -hmm. recruiting class but he only got in for maybe half of it yeah i could be wrong yeah it's pretty close yeah so 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 then you um so you played tight end in high school and and then your senior year you switched to to tackle yep and then you come to u of l and and what did they do so my while I'm redshirting my freshman year, I'm playing tackle, and I was kind of our swing guy. So I travel with the team. Um, not all the redshirts travel. I was traveling in case of injury, and nobody got hurt. And luckily, I got to just redshirt that year and kind of learn and grow. And um, and then in the spring, I I went to guard, and Jason Spitz, who had been playing guard, went to center, and that didn't work out great. I, more on my end, I wasn't a very good guard. <laughs> and then they flipped us in uh, fall camp. And um, and I started playing center and never played center before, but kind of had a niche for it. Um, at center, you can kind of use your mobility a little bit more, getting to the second level, blocking guys in space, and and that kind of more suited my strengths. So so you're, I mean, you think about the the center as being some just not just a big guy, but just you use your athleticism really to to move from not that not that tackles and guards aren't athletic i mean you guys are all athletic but right. you got to have some agility and be able to snap and uh 
And so that really worked to your advantage. Yeah, I think so. And and once you can kind of get the snap, everyone thinks center is the easiest spot because you got guys all around you and you're kind of in your small spot. But if you're not good at snapping a football and being really quick at defending yourself with one hand, I mean, you can get blown up and embarrass yourself. And I've seen buddies try it and do it, and we all have fun with it. <laughs> I think that would be one of the hardest ones because you got some guy on your tail screaming at you. Yeah. And then you got calling audibles. And you got to f- snap it when he says, hey, hike. And then you got a guy who's getting ready to run over you to try to get to that guy. That, that to me, I always thought was one of the most hardest uh, positions. But You know, I played, I played um, you know, quarterback oh, in high here, here school. We, here we yeah, go. Here we go. Here we go. Five, eight, oh. you know. <laughs> I'd love to have uh, Eric Wood in front of me. No, uh, you might not have been able to see over me. <laughs> yeah, six four. No kidding. Hey, you you said before the show that you, uh, you so you're six four three oh five, but your brother, you got a brother, and he's like five eleven. What? One seventy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's just a little guy, Did not, you, not he, that into He didn't football. get any food at the table or what? I know, I must have eaten it all before he got any. <laughs> no, he's, uh, it's funny It's funny how that works, but, but he's so cool in his own right, and uh, we get along really well, and I think it's because we're not into the same stuff. You know, we're not competing over, you know, attention on a sports field. He's into more academics, computers, and, and whatnot. Wow, hmm. and so tell tell us just real quickly about your mom and dad. Your your dad's not really that big. No, he's he's six two and uh, pretty good build. And my mom's maybe five six or five seven or something. And yeah, I'm I'm the biggest one in the family by far. Wow, and yeah, I mean, just God just he just blessed you. He did, and you know? and you know everything uh, everything up to this point has has just worked out perfectly with. With, especially as far as sports goes and um, I've been humbled along the way uh, but over the past few years me and my wife are constantly saying man that was the best year of our life that was the best year of our life and mm. and uh, man life just keeps getting better and better you know the Bible says every good and perfect gift comes down from the father of the heavenly lights yeah you've been blessed brother absolutely that's that's uh, that's cool so so um, let's let's talk just a little bit about you your red shirt your freshman year and then your uh, your sophomore year, you you begin to start. Yeah, so my redshirt freshman year, um, I started at center and started the next forty nine games straight at U of L, and uh, you know some ups and downs. We had a coaching change, but man, learned a lot and and had a ton of fun playing uh, guys that I'm still friends with to this day. It's it's awesome having Bobby back in the building. I go back and train with the college guys still in the summer and have fun with them. And it, it's fun to see familiar faces up there. Some guys that I played with are on staff and it's all kind of come full circle. And, and you were saying how young I am. I, f- I feel old now. I just <laughs> turned 30. Oh. And in the football world, that's like a... Right. That's a scary number. I'm all over my age and like, if I'm going to get another contract, it's got to be now because I'm getting old and it's just, it's <laughs> funny. I know it's funny I, how the mis- the conceptions are, um, you know, in the football world, what it's old. Yeah, because you said uh, the average NFL player lasts about what, three? About three seasons. Three seasons. You're in your eighth season. Yep. And uh, that that's fantastic. So, so, um, we're going to take a break. Yeah. But, uh, we'll take a break and come back. And uh, he, he said he, he started his 12, what, 12 games. I think he's the second leading uh, games started in Louisville history. Is that right? Yeah, and a buddy of mine has the record. And if we could have made a couple more bowl games towards the end, I think I would have got him. But. There you go. <laughs> and he also was uh, on the all-freshman of the year team in the Big East. Or is that nationally? Was that Big East all-freshman team? 
Uh, nationally. Yeah, nationally. All freshman team. So uh, wow. not bad for a guy who had never played the position. So we're going to no take kidding. a break and come back and talk more with the Buffalo Bills' Eric Wood on Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to our second segment of Solid Steps Radio. This is Chad Russell, co-host with Kurt Souter of Further Still Ministries. And we're sitting across here from uh, Eric Wood, pro bowler Eric Wood of the Buffalo Bills. And we're talking football. Yeah, this we are talking football. So last segment, Eric, we talked about um, you, you, got, you got recruited finally, you know, to UofL, you redshirted. And then uh, moving into your sophomore year, you guys had a great year. Mm-hmm. And uh, tell us about that. Yeah, so we had an awesome sophomore year of 2006. We played in the Orange Bowl. That might have been, I guess it was the 06 season. And uh, we had an awesome team. We had hoped to play for the national championship. Michael Bush got hurt in the first game. I think if he doesn't, we, we may win it that year, which is crazy to think about, you know, what ifs. But, um, you know, Michael was so good. I mean, he's <laughs> he's one of the most physically impressive people I've ever been around in my entire life. But we win the Orange Bowl that year. We dropped one at Rutgers that was unfortunate and tough, but uh, still a great year, a great experience. That was your uh, only loss that year. Only loss. And, uh, you know, I, you know, I still play with guys that played at that same time, and I tell them we should have won the national championship, <laughs> and they tell me I'm crazy. I'm like, you don't understand. You didn't play us. We were We were good back then. Well, yeah, you you were awesome. Yeah, I mean you're so. So then you're thinking about possibly going pro. Yeah, so I turned in my early evaluation form after the year, after my sophomore year, my redshirt sophomore year. So I was three years removed from high school, which is the rule. And uh, and I got back a third-round grade, so I'm all excited. I'm thinking, man, I, <laughs> I barely could play college football. You know, now I got a shot to play in the NFL. I might as well go. You know, this could be life-changing for myself and my family. And, uh, and Coach P brings me in his office. You're crazy if you think you can leave and go pro. And this is before the bowl game. You kind of get it back in early December or mm-hmm. mid-December and uh, you're crazy this and that well then he leaves so now I'm like did he really mean it because he thought I thought I needed to develop more or was he saying that so he'd still have me but now that he's gone I wonder if his opinion changed I never talked to him and I stayed did the same thing after my junior year stayed again and um, and I always joke privately that I gave U of L a couple free years but uh <laughs> but you know because I could be entering year 10 in my NFL career and you know possibly looking at retirement here soon and all that but uh it all worked out perfect Leslie's always my wife's always saying well if you would have left we would have never dated I said you know God would have crossed our paths anyways we would have still we would still dated and got married you know that's not what I'm poking at okay <laughs> so you you met leslie at what year of, of college at uofl my redshirt junior year at uofl her her senior year okay okay and we'll, we'll talk about that in just a little bit but cool. so then after your after your senior year you're, you're thinking you know i i got a, a really good shot at going to the nfl yeah and i got invited to the senior bowl and uh which was a good sign you know those that's kind of the elite bowl game after the season so i went down there and played really well uh, I played some guard, which I hadn't played very good, you know, when I started at U of L, you know, my f- freshman year. But you know, played well at guard, so that kind of gave me a couple options. And um, so I I did well there, did well at the combine, and ended up getting drafted at the end of the first round by the Bills. Um, and they already they had just picked up a center in free agency, so I got drafted to the Bills to play guard. Wow! Oh, really? Yeah, so, not center. 
Yep. So, so, um, and you were thinking originally before being drafted into the the end of the first round, you were thinking possibly second or third round. Yeah, they, you know, my agent had told me anywhere from second to fourth, you know, when it all started. But, you know, when they project guys, it's the biggest sham because you don't know who that information's coming from. If a, if a national writer writes it, it kind of means nothing. And even the guys you hear on ESPN, but if a true scout or GM says, you know, this guy is a first round draft pick, you can kind of write that in. You know, he's going to go. Wow. So you, you didn't know you're you're eventually in the first round. Mm-hmm. What what is going through your mind? That was crazy. I mean, I it's something you always want to happen, but interior linemen generally don't go in the first round of the draft. It's just not a that high of a position of priority, and. Um, so that was it was unbelievable. We had my family, Leslie, one of my buddies was all uh, at my mom's place in Cincinnati. No cameras or anything, and um, it was it was unbelievable. Now you weren't married to Leslie at that. Time. I wasn't. That was actually our one year anniversary of dating. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When when they drafted you. Yeah, and uh, so I get drafted by Buffalo, and here comes these tears from Leslie, and she has no idea where Buffalo is, and neither do I do, really. I mean, I thought Buffalo would be like a 15-hour car ride. It's like seven and a half hours. It's kind of just right right at the top corner of Ohio, pretty much. And I'm thinking, I'm going far away. I'll never see my buddies. And, and I've grown to love the city of Buffalo. I met so many awesome people up there. And, you know, it snows. That's a fact. But uh, the summers are beautiful, though. Oh, that's um, – and so that – so, so you get so you get drafted first round, uh, excited off the charts. But they drafted you to be a guard. Yep. And then when when did they switch you and say you know we're, we're going to put you to be center? So after or during my second season, I got a high ankle sprain, so I'm sitting out and um, I'm sitting out of a game. It's uh, my second game missed. It's usually like a two to four game injury, and um, our center goes down. And so they're coming back on the plane. They land, and they, I get a call that night, and they say, if you come back and play this week, we'll let you play center. Because they knew I wanted to play center again. It, oh, yeah. It's just what I wanted to do. It, you know, The center makes all the calls. He's kind of the leader of the offense, at least the leader of the O-line room, and that's what I wanted to be. And, and they knew that. So they kind of teased me with it, and I said, all right, I'll be out there. And so I got this. Uh, my ankle's taped, braced, taped around it again, you know, do the um, Tordal shot that they don't really do anymore. It's an anti-inflammatory shot, but um, you know I'm, I'm anything to get back there and play center. And, I, and now I've played there from from there on out. From there on out, that's uh, that's that's pretty special. And so then then you you uh, I mean you had an opportunity to get selected. Actually, uh, a couple years before you you played in the Pro Bowl. Tell us about that. Yeah, I'd been an alternate a few times, and um, but that's generally kept private. And um, you know, I'd been humbled a bunch in my career in Buffalo. I'd been hurt a lot early in my career, a couple of really bad injuries, um, and and the local media up there had torn me down just because I made a, you know at one point I was the highest paid player on our offense. Our offense wasn't any good, and you know I'd just been broke down, and and you know I wanted to say you know my peers are voting me to the pro or you know voting me an alternate to the Pro Bowl, um, but of course you can't you know, say that to somebody. <laughs> but then finally going this year, and uh, I mean, 
if this if this last year was my last year in the NFL, it wouldn't it wouldn't be a bad one to end on because I oh, no you know made the Pro Bowl. Um, I was the Walter Payton nominee from the Bills for Man of the Year, and just kind of everything came together. I'm really excited about the future of my time there in Buffalo. Wow, you know the Bible says, "Humble yourself, therefore, under God's mighty hand, and He will lift you up." You know, there's Absolutely. there's grace when we humble ourselves. And uh, you, you, if we walk humbly before him, it's not about us. It's about him. You know, God, what does the Bible say? God cannot be mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. And you walked humbly with God, and he, he's blessed you. Absolutely. He has blessed me. That's, yeah, that's um, a fact. Oh. So, so now you, 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 you said in the break that you were going to be uh, this alternate, and you were rooting on. Yeah, tell us about that. You, how did you actually get into being the Pro Bowl? Yeah, so as an alternate, you can either get in because of injury or one of those guys makes the pro, uh, Super Bowl. So if, I'm not going to root for anybody to get hurt, even if it is a trip to the Pro Bowl. That's not worth it. Right. But So we, we knew if Carolina made it, then Ron Cleal goes to the Pro Bowl. And uh, <laughs> so we rooted for Carolina. So, I mean, we had a watch party in the <laughs> NFC Championship game for Carolina. Go, go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> not a huge, you know, it was my, my wife and, and her parents and a couple of my buddies, but we were rooting hard for Carolina. And uh, they go to the Super Bowl. That means you go to the Pro Bowl. Yep. And uh, so we brought 14 people out there with us. And, and we, you, where, where was it? In Hawaii. In Hawaii. Yeah. So yeah. so my family had never been to Hawaii. They can't afford just a trip to Hawaii. Leslie's parents has never been to Hawaii. So uh-huh. we take everybody out, a few of my buddies, my agent, and my CPA who are both in town who, who helped me out with everything. And so we had a blast out there. And it's funny. I hadn't mentioned this previously, but so if you win the game, you get paid fifty-eight grand to play in the game, and if you lose, you get twenty-nine. <laughs> well, basically, that was the difference between me paying, losing money on the trip, or making money on the trip. And we got we got crushed in the game, but but it didn't matter. It was you know that's the best money you ever spend, and I always say spend money on experience and convenience you know so for me you know i'm not i'm not a huge car guy i'm not you know into you know we are building a house right now but you know what i mean i I would rather have the experiences than the possessions absolutely yeah because at the at the end of the day we can only take two things with us you know people and god's truth god's word and you're investing wisely. That's awesome. Yep. That's good. So um, we're going to take a break here just in, in just a moment. But you know, we want to talk about your faith. And uh, um, you grew up in Cincinnati, and you were a part of uh, uh, you know walking uh, in the in the local church. Um, just tell us just a real quick piece about that, and then we'll unpack it the next segment. Yeah, so I grew up Catholic, was baptized you know, when I was a baby, and uh, went from first through 12th grade at Catholic schools. And um, you know, through college, um, wasn't going to church a ton, and then eventually started going to Southeast uh, with a buddy of mine on the team, Danny Barlow. And, uh, and I really took a liking to the non-denominational Christian aspect of the church and, and um, definitely really enjoyed it. That's awesome. Well, I'll tell you what, we're going to pick that up in the next segment. We'll talk a little bit more football, but a little bit more faith. And we'll talk about how not only on Eric's professional football journey, but his spiritual journey and how those two collided and actually worked together. So we're going to talk a little bit more here with the Buffalo Bills' Eric Wood on Solid Steps Radio. <laughs> 